Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach. I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. Chris? Yes? You always expect that, don't you? Always. (laughs) Well, summer is winding down. It is. And I have a few really special wines for this episode okay from a winery called cliff lady okay it's spelled l-e-d-e but pronounced like lady i got like me a lady (laughs) Uh, they are located in napa valley in the stags leap district okay and after the break we're going to talk to remy cohen who is the viticulturist that's a big word that means okay she controls the vineyards okay and then they have a winemaker that then takes the grapes and makes wine but the viticultural person, viticulturist, yes. is really important because there's a, a saying in the wine world that wine is made in the vineyard. Right. Because if you don't have great grapes, I mean, you yeah. can do some stuff. So they maintain right. the, the So grapes. it's going to be really fun talking awesome. to her about cool. her wines and, and how they come out so fabulous, but we're going to taste them first. There's also a drought going and she's going to let us know, not, you know, not for us, but in California, (laughs) they got it. All right. So our first wine from Cliff Lady is the Sauvignon Blanc. It's 2014. It's uh, designated Napa Valley. So the fruit comes from various sites in Napa Valley and... It's $25 retail. Okay. Of course, check out Wine World in Harford County or my friends at Highland Wine and Spirits uh, in Howard. But this is just a really elegant, beautiful oh, Sauvignon Blanc. It's really good. Classic. Yes. Citrus flavors, mm-hmm. crisp acidity, and $25. I mean, this is, you know, it's a nice price for yeah. a well-made Sauvignon Blanc. This isn't just, you know, fruity simple yeah it has layers yeah what what, it, what do you think about i this? like i like the crispness to it um i could see, definitely see myself on a nice you know late summer evening just sitting out with a bottle of this my fiance just just enjoying the evening yeah it's perfectly i mean you get that citrus but you also get some stone fruit maybe some peach uh lots of maybe floral notes I in am there getting the floral notes yeah seafood salad oh yeah great with this i mean sauvignon blanc is one of those when you have things with green in them, mm-hmm. it can really match well because of that citrus, right? You right. Think and a of, lot of your greens are bitter at some times too. Right. So this will help cut that. And you squeeze a lemon on things like that. Yeah. Which is kind of what th- this is a little bit of that yes. zest, right? Um, Mexican food. Oh, yeah. Could be really great with this. I mean, that, I've never like, had one with Mexican food. Lowbrow food with the highbrow wine. <laughs> I've never. only uh, always done beer with Mexican food. Never done wine with Mexican food before. Well, that's your homework. Okay. That's your homework. All right. All right. I like it. So uh, it, it does have 91% Sauvignon Blanc. I don't know if you know this, and many of the listeners might not either. Now, it's labeled Sauvignon Blanc, and right. in California and most of the country... As long as you have 75% of that grape. You can call it that. You can call it that. Okay. But this one has 91%, 7% Semillon. Okay. Uh, which is in Bordeaux. When they make white Bordeaux. Right. It's a blend of Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon. Okay. Okay. And then there's another grape in here called Sauvignon Vert. Just okay. a little 2% of that. All right. For good measure. Never so heard of that one. It's, it is a blend, although right. it's a varietal labeling. Okay. Because it the is majority a majority. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Majority wins on this one. So we'll have to ask Remy a little bit more about how she crafts this and what goes on in the vineyard to give this Sauvignon Blanc all those different layers of flavor, that great acidity in a warm climate. 
yeah. you still have that acidity because there's sort of an inverse relationship between the ripeness of grapes and the acidity. Okay. But this has really great zip to it. So we'll there's, have to. It's, it's amazing how so many different factors uh, from how wet or dry the land is to how uh, much sun they get, how cold exactly. it is. There's so many different factors that can affect, you know, just the slightest little thing to affect how your wine tastes. And in the French wine world or mm-hmm. wine world all over, we call that terroir. Okay. French word for land. Okay. But the land it expresses itself, and that's right. the aspect in the sun and the soil yeah. and all, and what Remy does. Right. Which she'll tell us. Okay, great. Love that Sauvignon yeah, Blanc. I really like Next it. to it, when you think Napa Valley and Stag's Leap District in particular, where they're located, very prestigious uh, sub appellation of Napa Valley. Okay. Okay, so when we have appellations for wine, we name them. Napa Valley is, but even within Napa Valley, there are different areas. Okay. This one, Stag's Leap District, known for Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. So we had the 2013 Sauvignon Blanc. Now next to it, we have the 2011 Cliff Lady. Mm. Um, it's Napa Valley, but also listed Stag's Leap District Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. What uh, What are you thinking here? Just off Just off the nose, uh, I'm getting cherry uh, yes. right, off, right off the bat, and it smells great. And some really nice uh, minty. Yeah, um, I get that a little bit at the end. Yeah, it's very, very, very like, subtle, like cedar notes to it. Okay. Probably from probably from how she ages in oak and she'll, very dark, and I like that. Yes, give it a sip, and what do you think? Oh wow, you are sipping like a wine expert already. I'm getting there. We've gotten know? through to you. <laughs> I love it. Turns you it to the dark side. Turns <laughs> you to the dark side. I'm all about it. No, I really like this. This is really good. It's nice and smooth. Getting a little um. A little, little like I, I want chocolate right now. Yeah, there is a little note of chocolate. Yeah, on the finish, and uh, they use French oak barrels, sixty percent mm. of them new. Okay, and get this, they spend twenty-one months in those oak barrels. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, as a winery, you're sitting yeah. on your profits. You know, you're not, you can't make any money on that wine for two years. I was going to say your first two years of being a, a winemaker yeah. or a vineyard have just got to be. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> they, they can be. I just uh, was part of an article um, in the Wall Street Journal about 10 things your winemaker won't tell you. Right. And it's very hard to make a profit in the wine world. Wow. It's mostly about the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, you, you, you love wine. You want to be part in making wine. So you learn how to do it and you do it on your own. And I'd imagine a fair amount of this starts for personal consumption. Yes, and, and <laughs> I might need to start a winery. Soon. And then, and then you figure out, well, hey, you know, everybody who's tried this really likes this. Maybe there's something here, and yep. then you put your hand at it. Sometimes it works out. I imagine sometimes it doesn't. Right. Well, it's worked out for Cliff. Yeah, he's actually a Canadian by birth. We won't hold um, that against construction him. business, but now <laughs> firmly in the U.S. making great wines. And we're going to take a quick break. That's really good. After the break, we're going to talk to Remy Cohen, who's the viticulturist at Cliff Lady Family Wines. We'll be right back. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and we are back and still sipping on these delicious wines, Chris. So good. So good. <laughs> From Cliff Lady, and the winery is in Napa Valley. We just had the Sauvignon Blanc and the Cabernet Sauvignon, and on the line with us, I'm ready to bring in Remy Cohen, who's viticulturist at Cliff Lady Family Wines. She is the vice president of operations and oversees not only what's going on in the vineyard, but all of the distribution of their wines, but... Chris. Yes. 
They did something radical. They put a farmer in charge. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Remy has a background, get this, as a plant pathologist. Oh, wow. She did that in a San Francisco area biotech firm and then got bitten by the wine bug, and Uh I think she'll tell us how, and went back for her master's degree in viticulture and enology from UC Davis, the premier yeah, wine talk school about that a in lot. the country. Uh, she's originally from Jersey, so she's a Jersey girl and has experience <laughs> also at Bouchon, Saintsbury, and Maryville Vineyards, all top-notch wineries. Wow. But now at Cliff Lady, welcome to the show, Remy. Thanks, Lori. Well, this is so exciting. We talked to a lot of winemakers, right? We talked to a lot of yeah. people that are in on the sales side of wine, but the viticulturist... I told Chris the old saying that wine is made in the vineyard. Tell folks what that means if you're a viticulturist. Well, that's where it all begins. Um, wine is essentially a time capsule that showcases the space in its time. So every wine is unique because it comes from a unique space. And then we have the climate and the season, the vintage that gets layered onto that. Um, the winemaker's hand also can be involved, but I think the best winemakers really want the expression of the vineyard and the site. Mm. Um, so for me, that's the most important part of the farming. We spend, my winemaker and I spend every Monday morning walking through the vineyards with our vineyard manager. We make the plan for the week, what we want to do for irrigation, what we want to do for canopy management. Do we want to put any compost out? Do we want to manicure the clusters? Um, so we make the plan for the week. We review it again later in the week, and that's how we start our week. And that's really the foundation of the wine business is the vineyard. That's great. And so your vineyards, and we're looking at a, a map here of uh, your vineyards, and we uh, love that you're naming your vineyards after these classic rock songs. <laughs> yeah. You have the Bohemian Rhapsody vineyard and the uh, Lucky Man and... Pinball Wizard, American Girl, all along the Watchtower. But, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about how you came to name your vineyards in such a unique way. Um, That's really based on Cliff. He is a classic rock enthusiast. And in the early days of Cliff Lady Vineyards, they were planting the vineyards with David Abreu, who's a renowned viticulturist and vineyard manager in Napa Valley. And they were referring to the blocks as A1 and B1 and A2 and Cliff just really was having a hard time keeping track of which blocks, and so he decided to kind of create a mnemonic device or name them after something that was meaningful to him. So, for example, Stairway to Heaven is one of our steepest vineyard blocks in the Poetry Vineyard. Um, It's on this rock outcrop, and it's right near um, our luxury hotel, the Poetry Inn. So he um, uses that as a reference of a very steep climbing vineyard that leads up to the Poetry Inn, which is a really wonderful place to stay in Napa. Oh, yeah. It looks like it online. Definitely, yeah, folks, you need to check that out on your website. Um, cool. So expression of the land. Tell us a little bit. You know, we had the Sauvignon Blanc first. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about how is your land expressing in this? I love you call the bottle a time capsule. So <laughs> that is great. You in the 2013 Sauvignon Blanc time yeah, capsule. <laughs> yes. So you need to trademark that. Um, tell us what, what the land is is done to express that in the wine? Like tie the two together for us. Definitely. So the Sauvignon Blanc is really an expression of several different vineyards in Napa Valley. We work with five growers that have been long-term partners with Cliff Lady. 
um, and we select sites that are going to express the um, breadth of scope that a Sauvignon Blanc can have in Napa Valley. So the main source is a kind of a gravelly loam vineyard in the heart of Rutherford. It's planted to the Tokalon selection from Mondavi Vineyards for mm-hmm. those of you who are familiar with the Tokalon Fumé Blanc um, F- I block from Mandavi. It was um, that field selection, really unique kind of floral muscatty clone. Um, but for me, what I get is um, the minerality of that vineyard in the wine. Uh, we also work with another um, really kind of um, out in what we call Wooden Valley. It's a very impoverished soil, really silty loam. And again, I think it enhances the minerality of the wine and you can really get the um, get that in the crispness of, of the Sauvignon Blanc. It's delicious. And and we were talking a little bit about, you know, you're doing a, a little bit of a Bordeaux blend there with your Semillon yes. 7% in there. Uh, and is that stylistically, in your mind, are you just saying we want to produce a Napa Valley Sauvignon Blanc or are, are is white Bordeaux something that you have as a, uh, in your Ooh. mindset, as a standard? Our winemaker, Chris Tynan, he is um, responsible for increasing the percentage of Semillon in the blend. Um, he, When he came on, he brought in an amazing vineyard, an old vine vineyard of Semillon from Calistoga, farmed by an old Italian farming family called the Levisis, and it's just really a remarkable site. And um, for Chris, his benchmark is Bordeaux Blanc, um, and so that's why we are mm. increasing the percentage of the Semillon. We definitely like kind of a richer mouthfeel in our Sauvignon Blanc, so while it's still kind of zesty and has good minerality, we also appreciate like a little bit more of kind of tropical and creme brulee and lemon flavors and pineapple and a little bit more richness in the mouthfeel, and that's what we really feel the Semillon contributes. Yes. And, and then... Chris and I on our hunt actually were really lucky to find a very unique vineyard. Um, the Nicolini family has a little bit of old vine Sauvignon Vert that was actually planted in 1947. And wow. um, it's some of the oldest vines in Napa Valley. And we're really lucky to get about two tons of it <laughs> Wow! <laughs> and uh, put a little bit of a touch of that. And I think that that adds a little bit of verve to the Sauvignon Blanc blend as well. For sure. And it's great because it was a great bottle of Bordeaux that inspired Cliff Lady to even come upon this venture. So it, it seems very fitting that Bordeaux is part of the thought process. You know what, we're, Remy, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to sure. come back after the break. And I want to talk about your Cabernet Sauvignon and then have you give us some update on the weather out in California. We haven't been having any problems with rain, but no. uh, I hear you guys have had some challenges. So we're going to hear about that right after the break. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and we're back with Remy Cohen, the viticulturist at Cliff Lady Family Wines. We tasted the Sauvignon Blanc. Remy, we also tasted the delicious 2011 Cabernet Sauvignon from Stag's Leap District, known for its cabs. How does that specific area, AVA, sub-AVA, and we talked a little bit about what that means, how does that express itself as a cab? How do you pick out Stag's Leap from anything any other great Napa cab? Dagsleep District is unique in that it's bordered on the east by the Palisades Mountains, which is a volcanic rock outcrop that's very steep. And because of that, the sun is reflecting on the Dagsleep all day. It's a west-facing mountain range. Wow. And um, the sun reflects on it all day and heats the valley up. And so we have some of the warmest daytime temperatures, but because we're actually in the 
southern part of Napa Valley. We're actually kind of right in the middle, but we're the southernmost Appalachian that's really known for making world-class Cabernet. And it's because we get these really warm temperatures from the sun reflecting on the Palisades during the day. Mm. But because we're in the southern part of the district, we're closer to the San Pablo and San Francisco Bays, and we get the marine influence that cools us down more quickly in the afternoon. Oh, nice. So we have these afternoon breezes and really cool nights and we have some of the largest diurnal temperature fluctuations in the valley which is a fun word to say but it really means we have <laughs> the hottest days and the coolest nights wow and the cool nights are really great for retaining the acidity in the wine so while we get the really beautiful ripeness that we um, achieve during the daytime highs right. we have really wonderful retention of acidity from the cool nights and so we've got a wine with just remarkable structure and um, ageability as well. Yes. And, you know, you were talking about the minerality in the Sauvignon Blanc. That's definitely in this wine as well, right? Yes. But um, more of a stony granite Exactly. Kind of thing. We actually feel like sometimes you can taste the rock that's in our poetry vineyard. We have two vineyards in the Stag's Leap District, our poetry vineyard that I was referring to earlier, that is it, in the hillside of the Palisades in the, Mayacom, in the Vaca Mountain Range. And it's very volcanic soil, very rocky. In fact, some of the vines are literally planted right into rock. So it's low yielding, but it's also west facing. So it can get really great ripeness, but you can always just taste that kind of gravelly minerality, kind of almost like a, a cocoa powder and like almost yes. like a grove-like element. Yep. And that's so great because Chris was, uh, we were talking about it, we were saying cherry, but on the finish, you know, a little bit bit of chocolate mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're we're doing okay chris with our tasting finally <laughs> <laughs> so obviously your wines um the sauvignon blanc 25 dollars retail the cabernet 70 dollars retail mm-hmm. and i see that um maryland's owned famous wine critic robert parker uh has a, a liking for your wine so you're highly awarded as well um what is your favorite wine to drink of everything that you guys make? Well, it is the middle of August, so I would have to say the Sauvignon Blanc, but nice. um, nothing actually beats the the poetry. It's really a remarkable wine, and if you get a chance to try it, yep. it's just like amazing concentration and um, and really just a beautiful, beautiful wine. Well, speaking of August, we've had pretty cool summer here. Um, and no problem with rain. But out in California, we've been hearing things about the drought. And how does that affect you? What's, you know, give us the update, what's going on? And what can you, is there anything you guys can do about it? Is it affecting the wine yet? It's always a concern. Farming, people, my friends always say to me when I'm upset about a, a weather event, they said, oh, well, you can't control the weather. And <laughs> and, and that is true. But you do, you do always need to plan for the range of events that could potentially happen, be it a cold spell, a rain event, a heat event. Um, and you also need to react to whatever, um, cir- you know, whatever weather events that you mm-hmm. do receive. And we've been in a drought. And um, so water conservation is a very big issue, as is timing your irrigations perfectly. Um, so you don't want to waste any water. So you want to make sure that you have t- irrigations timed perfectly so mm. that they serve the purpose you want them to without any excess irrigation. And um, this season, we actually were really lucky, although we had a very dry winter, we did get a good amount of rain in April, which helped us establish good canopies. Mm -hmm. And um, we use a 
Fruition Software, which is actually a software that measures the exact vine water use of the vine, and it broadcasts it to a website that's even accessible on my iPhone, and we can watch vine water use and vine response to an irrigation. And so we can see when the vine enters stress, we can put an irrigation on, we can watch how long that irrigation lasts. And basically, it's good for vineyards to have a little bit of a stress, not too much stress, Mm -hmm. but just a little bit of stress allows for um, small berries, and that makes more concentrated wines, especially for red Bordeaux varietals, which we work with predominantly in our Stag's Leap vineyards. Right. Um, So this year, we're looking at a little smaller canopies, a little bit less crop than we have, mostly due to the smaller berries, um, but an early harvest. And so we're pretty excited uh, about what we're seeing for 2014. That's awesome. And if you want to check out all of these wines and the poetry and, and all the stuff that we've been talking about you can go to cliff lady vineyard vineyards.com and remy you have been fascinating i only wish we had more time to talk more viticulture <laughs> and you make it so easy to understand so i know our listeners are gonna uh, really appreciate it i hope you'll come back on the sipping point and again i would love to cheers cheers you're listening to the sipping point this is Lori forrester the wine coach these are some bad wines. Uh, yeah. My no glass. spitting required my, no, here. No, 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 okay? no. My glass is empty. We need to remedy that situation. We need some great food. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you know what? If you love great food, and I, I know do. you do, Baltimore County Restaurant Week goes on right now okay. until August 24th. Perfect. So mark your calendar. Our sponsor, Oregon Grill, mm-hmm. one of the participating restaurants. You want to go there. We'll talk a little bit more about what you can get there in a moment, but some calendar things that people want to check out. I'm going to be performing my wine comedy at Hotel Hershey in Hershey, Pennsylvania for the Food and Wine Festival. Awesome. September 12th. If you go to thehotelhershey.com, you can get tickets. Come join me on Friday night and then wine your weekend away. Yeah, the one, place and, is and amazing. Swing by Chocolate World too. I know because they have. You can buy a jar of just Reese's peanut butter there. Oh, it's so good. It's and so good. Our friends at Trogues Brewery are right down the road. There's yeah. so much to do. Come join me at thehotelhershey.com. Then mark your calendar October second. Okay. For the next Oregon Grill Women's Wine Dinner. I'm not allowed at that. Already selling tickets, and guess what? <laughs> our destination by glass is going to be. Uh, Australia. Australia. Going down Yay. under there. Go to thewinecoach.com slash weekend. That's October 2nd. And then I'm rolling into a fab weekend. All right. October 3rd, Girls Getaway in St. Michael's. Oh, it's an estrogen-centric weekend yeah, for Yeah, wine and whoopow with my friend Cindy Bragg, who's the whoopee queen. No dudes allowed. Positive psychologist. She's amazing. <laughs> we're going to have a whole weekend. Come with your girlfriends. St. Michael's, we're going to the winery. We're doing my wine comedy, a little workshop with her about awesome. changing your life for the positive. Okay. Come join us. Go to thewinecoach.com slash weekend to get the information. And the Oregon Grill was thewinecoach.com slash women. Perfect. I think I switched those up, but you got what I mean. I got you. And speaking of the Oregon Grill, go out there. Yes, Restaurant please. Week, there's all kinds of crazy deals right now for Restaurant Week. So and you much can good get food available to you. Two-course lunch, three-course dinner. They have, you know, I love the rockfish. Mm-hmm. Delicious. They have the prime-aged beef, mm-hmm. large lobsters. I could really. go for a steak right now. I know, me too. But it's not just dinner there. No. They have lunch. They have brunch. Yeah. Happy and I like to go on the bar because I'm kind of a cash person. Yes. And uh, the bar is great because every night there's some sort of special going on. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is for ladies. Hello there. Yeah. 
Tuesday nights, 25% off all bottles of wine. Perfect. That helps with the pocketbook. And you, all you got to do is give them a call at 410-771-0505. And that wine list is amazing. It really Stellar. is. They got Let's the affordable stuff, but also the stuff that the people, the people, the people drink. That's me. I'm the Those people. Those famous people. <laughs> we got it. Stuff like Cliff Lady is on yes. that list. All right. Next week, we'll be back to explore the recipe for a delicious life. Special thanks, as always, to Sheehy Lexus of Annapolis, Wine World, 